Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. End of the month. It's uh, Thursday. And I'm so glad to be here with you today to, uh, to kind of revisit a conversation that I had a while ago with my dear friend, Steve Gregg of The Narrow Path. If you listen to The Bottom Line Show uh, Monday through Friday and you get to hear the whole thing, uh, Steve on K-Bright is uh, on right before yours truly. He's a prolific author. He's a gifted Bible teacher. And we had him in the studio not too long ago to discuss all sorts of things regarding The Narrow Path. But I want to give you a little heads up here. Um, he left me with some resources that I'm going to share with you today. First is his commentary on Revelation. It's a big, thick, fat book. Four different views, revised and updated with a parallel commentary on each. Also another book on the three Christian views of God's final solution for the problem of sin. The book is called All You Want to Know About Hell. And then his Empire of the Risen Sun novel series, which is a, well, not necessarily novel per se, but uh, it's a treatise on the kingdom of God and what it is and why it matters. We've got two of those to give away as well. So during the course of this hour, we've got four different Steve Gregg books to give away. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Let's get into it now. Part one of my hour-long conversation with Steve Gregg of The Narrow Path today here on The Bottom Line. Well, welcome to a new week of broadcast here on The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. And just for fun, you know what I should have done? I didn't even think about this, Todd. What I should have done is I should have had Steve open the show. And that way people would hear Steve Gregg say, wait, I just heard Steve Gregg on Cape Right. Yeah, you want yeah. to confuse your listeners. Yeah, that's right. Well, we wouldn't be super confusing, but it's a mutiny, I tell you. Well, my show's confusing every day. <laughs> yeah. I, trust me, one of my guilty pleasures is I love turning on the microphone in queue and listening to Narrow Path, getting ready for Bottom Line Show. And there are days when I think, Lord, thank you for making Steve the patient, thoughtful, uh, discerning, insightful guy that he is. And thank you for letting those people call him instead of me. I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind saying that at all because I love what you do. Uh, um, and it's great to see you again, brother. We were just talking before coming on the air. You finished up in your studio and then came into mine. Uh, we, it's been a while since we've seen each other. Yeah, it's been, I know it's over a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've, and you've got big books here to talk about, um, which we will talk about and the ministry to talk about. But, but I want to give bottom line listeners a chance to get to know Steve a little bit more mm. because you are such a wealth of information, but you're a really fascinating guy too. I just like hanging out with you. I like, I mean, the, I think the first time we met, we went over and got Mexican food. Your wife was yes. here with us, mm -hmm. and I found out about your passion there, which is interesting to me because of your background in terms of your physical health, and mm -hmm. you have to watch what you eat. I mean, or, or do you? Well, I, I, you know, I don't anymore. When I was when I was two years old, I was diagnosed as having celiac, mm -hmm. and uh, so I was raised avoiding gluten. Okay, uh, you were kind of an early gluten-free guy. You know, back when I was two years old. Hardly any doctors in America knew about celiac. It was hmm. it was uh, had been known for about a generation, I think, in Europe, but it was very unfamiliar to American doctors. So I think our like our doctor made a mistake. Uh, he told my he told my mom uh, and dad uh, don't, don't give him you know wheat bread. Put him on rye. Mm. Crisp, but rye has gluten too. I, they just hadn't researched it that much, right? Now. Right. But the funny thing is that I was actually seemingly at the point of death when mm. I had the diagnosis because I was starving to mm -hmm. death. You weren't taking and, nutrients, and yeah, and, and when you see these pictures of babies in Africa, they're starving and have the little tiny limbs and big uh, basketball-sized bellies. That's what pictures of me looked like at that mm. time. Wow. And they were trying to figure out why I was starving because I was eating plenty. Mm -hmm. And uh, they settled on celiac. And so they they took me off bread and, and had me rye crisp. And, and I got better, mm. which I shouldn't because mm -hmm. rye has yeah. gluten too. So, <laughs> But I still tried to avoid gluten up for my first 50 years, literally. Uh, and But sometimes I would... I didn't have to be real careful about it, and I never had any symptoms. And a friend, when I was about 50, a friend of mine who's a doctor said, you know, it's pretty unusual to have asymptomatic celiac. Right. You might want to be tested again. I was tested again, the test said I don't have it. Now, celiac is a congenital lifelong condition, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but I I still don't, uh, I'm not very attracted to wheat <laughs> products, but yeah, I, I, sure. it doesn't hurt to eat them. Well, you know, it is interesting. As you were sharing that story, I was reminded in the fourth grade, there was a boy in our class who had was diabetic. Mm -hmm. And every time we had like birthday parties and stuff like that, uh, Pete had to have milk 
because we, you, everybody else was having punch. And as I got older and I saw how much sugar was in milk, I'm like, wait, why, how does that help a diabetic? You exactly. know, but it sounds like the, the same doctors that work with my buddy were working with you back in the yeah. t- But it is interesting, though, and I guess it kind of dovetails nicely into our conversation. Uh, I, I'm excited. I'm not excited. We shouldn't be anxious for anything. I'm encouraged by what we see in the culture right now with the misinformation kind of bubbling to the surface. And I want to get your take on this, Steve, Greg. Um, it's no fun to hear people like Raphael Warnock tweeting out, uh, you know, hey, you know, the great thing about uh, the resurrection is it, it, it's transcendent, but it's not as transcendent as the fact that you can save yourself by helping other people. And I'm looking going, I saw that story. Yeah. What, what, where is that? But at the same time, when that comes to the surface, it does kind of give guys like you, guys like me, the opportunity to have a conversation and kind of set the record straight. It, it, is that, you think that's more of an encouragement or a hindrance right now? Well, uh, I think, I think one thing that's probably positive in a, backhanded sort of way, Mm -hmm. is that it'll separate between those church leaders that really are loyal to God and the Word of God uh, and and those on the other side who really are. Mm -hmm. I mean, some I should say some are and some are not. And, you know, as long as there's no real big controversies uh, bubbling up to the surface, you can't—I remember I was raised in a Baptist church, uh, American Baptist. Now, there's about 40 different Baptist denominations— American Baptist is the most liberal of them all. Mm-hmm. But my family didn't know that. We, we were just, Baptists seemed like, you know, good old conservative evangelical. Sure. My family were conservative. I was conservative. We didn't know the American Baptists were liberal. But I do remember my father on occasion saying, I really wonder if our pastor believes in, and then he named some evangelical doctrine, because he'd never heard the pastor mention it. Mm. But the pastor never said anything that was heretical or mm-hmm. outright mm-hmm. leftist or liberal, you know, <laughs> so... So it's like as long as there's nothing very controversial being discussed, someone who doesn't believe the evangelical doctrines can get away with preaching things that all people believe in, and it doesn't show up. But then when it's when the left and the right are really becoming polarized in the society, the, the leftist pastors are basically, you know, under pressure to take a stand with the with what they believe, which is leftism in many cases. Yeah, Steve Gregg is with me here on The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Of course, if you listen to The Narrow Path, which you hear, Steve is kind of the forerunner for a lot of our Bottom Line Show affiliates. It's Narrow Path for an hour and then Bottom Line for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever you get. TheNarrowPath.com is where you find information about Steve and, and his ministry. And that's a great—I I love the way you delineate you know, any of the responses when someone comes at you with a whole— a wheelbarrow full of stuff, or sometimes a cement mixer just beep, beep, and they just dump it all in your lap. The the fact that you parse it out so well, I, I think that's one of the hallmarks of the ministry of the narrow path. Uh, how did you, is that is that the way God wired you? Is that the way you were mentored? I mean, I, I love how logical your thought process is. Well, I guess, I'm, I don't know if being logical is a temperament thing, mm-hmm. probably, or if it's something that's acquired through the influences in your life. My, my, all people in my family are pretty logical thinkers, and, and no one in my family is very emotional. I have, I have an older <laughs> sister and, and a mom, of course, and I've never seen either of them cry. I mean, really, never saw, never heard my parents shout at each uh-huh. other. I don't think they ever did. I mean, we didn't have arguments. It was a kind of just a, just a, a smooth sailing clear-thinking mm-hmm. uh, environment I was brought up in there. No one really got overcome with any kind of emotions, anger, you know, grief or whatever. Maybe not even enough because my dad, you know, just died a few, mm. uh, a month or so ago at 95. I mean, he's ready to go. It's not, it's, sure. I, I never wept, you know. I, I love my dad. I was pretty close to him. But, but uh, to me, well, he's gone to heaven. I mean, it's just kind of a rational response. And that could be a little offensive mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wrote to me and said, oh, you know, we want to comfort you, console you in your grief and so forth. That, what grief? I mean, my dad, I had a good good long run. You know, he's mm-hmm. 95 years old. How long do you want him to live? You know, he, he's ready for heaven, you know? Yeah, and yeah. He's where I want to be now. You exactly, know? exactly. So there's a little biblical jealousy going on, if anything. Yeah, a little bit. Good, good yeah. for you, Dad. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's what we all hope for, yeah. you know, and I think that's key. Steve Gregg is my guest here on The Bottom Line Show. TheNarrowPath.com is where you find information about his outstanding ministry, which, as I mentioned, uh, Bottom Line listeners have known for the past decade. Uh, Steve Gregg, Narrow Path is—well, it hasn't been for the whole two, 10 years that we've been on the air, but uh, when you moved from the morning to the afternoon and then I was praying—I mean, I love— 
Lance. I mean, I, I wanted him to move to the morning so you could have the whole hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. selfishly, because I thought, you know, we tell people that the broadcast lineup here at KBRT, Steve Gregg, 2 to 3, now bottom line, 3 to 4.30, Jack Hibbs at 4.30 after that. It's a really balanced lineup of mm-hmm. Bible teaching, expository, um, and, and some... We get into more of the political current event stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not your your calling, and I think that's great. And then Jack's in the pulpit, but Jack's also signing up people to vote. So I mean, it's I think the three of us together, you know, it's it's yeah. it's entertaining and edifying all at the same time. Well, I have strong political views, but I try to keep them. I try to keep the program on biblical subjects because mm-hmm. that's what its format's been for the twenty three years I've been on the air. But but uh, but people will ask me questions that are political, and I'll answer them. And then I'll get hate mail from people saying, keep the show biblical. <laughs> right, right. <Yeah. laughs> okay, well, on the bottom line show, maybe we'll get into a little bit. We're going to take yeah. the whole hour here with Steve Gregg, and we're going to brag on Steve a little bit here. He would never do that. He's looking he's like he's glad to be sitting closer to the door so he can get out of the studio if I spend too much time <laughs> doing this. More to come in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Thanks for tuning into the Bottom Line Show today. I'm Roger Marsh. Uh, Steve Gregg with The Narrow Path is in studio with me. And during the break, we were just coming to a big realization. And I know that there's... This is stuff that's only interesting to people like me. We're both middle children. I mean, you were just mentioning before the break, you have an older sister and a younger brother. And I said, Steve, I have an older sister and a younger brother. This is so cool. Maybe Uh, we're twins. It could be. Well, and you went to Orange High. I did. And I know a guy who taught, I I know a woman in my church actually teaches now at Orange High, though it's been a while since you and I were both in high school. Yeah, she wasn't teaching there when I was there, I'm pretty sure. I don't think she was born. (laughs) She's younger than me. I graduated 50 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just did my 40th a couple of years ago. But running in a lot of the same circles, we're going to do a lot of talking. Um, You presented me with a couple of copies of your new books, Empire of the Risen Sun, books one and books two. And when you publish something like this, Steve, I mean... The, the bigger books on my bookshelf are Steve Gregg books because you don't take small topics and you don't necessarily, you know, just give us kind of a gloss over, here's five points and it's an acrostic and it spells cross or something right. like that. That's <laughs> not your speed. When God, are these compilations, is this kind of a retrospective for you in, in terms of many, many years of teaching or is this something God is laying on your heart now that says, I want you to explore this deeper? Well, uh, it's frankly, uh, book one is about the kingdom of God uh, conceptually, biblically, the book two is really about discipleship, uh, but which is also about the kingdom of God, because I believe discipleship is involvement in the kingdom of God. Amen. So um, one is like conceptual, one is more practical, and I intended it to be one book. I planned to write one book uh, that had part two parts. Part mm-hmm. one would be the concepts, part two would be the practical. But when I sat down to write, uh, I really wanted to write a book about the same length as my book on the three views of hell, mm-hmm. but I got longer than that, and I hadn't even finished the first part of the book, so I realized this is going to have to be two books, because yeah. there's about 900 pages there. I was going to so, say, these, these, are, these yeah. are big books. You could hurt somebody with these. Yeah, this is so, one book, Steve. But they're, they're smaller now than they would be, because they're about a little over 400 pages each, mm-hmm. but that's not too huge. But um, the uh, yeah, it is so much what I've been teaching in my life that I, I was able to write both books in one month. I... I set aside three months to write the book, yes. which became books. Uh, the first three months of 2020 was what I had in mind to write the books. I, but I didn't get any of it done in January. And I, I began in the second week of February. My goodness. And by the end of February, both books were written. Not in their final form, but the, sure. the chapters were in their, uh, essentially in their present condition. All right. that remained is the typographical errors <laughs> that are still in it. <laughs> I, you know, we've had so many proofreaders. Yeah. We've had so many proofreaders, and they all caught errors, and I, I fixed them again uh-huh. and again. Uh-huh. Then we ran it to the press, and uh, then I, I saw the printed copy, read them again, thought, wait, there's still hundreds of typos here. Oh, my goodness. We got those fixed now. I hope I hope they're not there anymore. But you've got, you've got the first uh, drafts, yeah. or, or the first... Uh, Edition. So I love gonna, it. If you happen to read those, there'll be uh, errors in yeah, it. Well, I'll look forward to that because trust yeah. me, having done it this couple of times myself, that's the most frustrating thing. We love our editors and our mm-hmm. proofreaders. Empire of the Risen Sun, book one, There is Another King, and Empire of the Risen Sun, book two, All the King's Men by Steve Gregg. We're going to put links for the book up at the bottomlineshow.com. Where can we purchase these? I mean, Amazon? Um, Amazon, yeah. I don't sell them. Okay. Uh, I, uh, That's right. You always mention on the program, yeah. thenarrowpath.com, there's nothing for sale on your website. You can't buy anything from me. I've never sold anything in my life, but I've, um, partly because I'm just not, I don't have a head for business, and partly because I think once you start selling things, at least for me, maybe it's my own weakness, uh, 
begin to think in terms of money. And mm -hmm. I rather think in terms of people and mm -hmm. and you know teaching people and getting to think information out to people. That's why we don't. And that's why we do the show the way we do. I mean, right. Right. I, I don't want to. I, I know people can do this without getting mercenary, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I can. Right. You know? I appreciate you saying that because mm -hmm. I, I, I've met, I mean, the privilege of 40 years of broadcasting, 10 years in this seat. Meet a lot of people who have a lot of good resources, a really good head for business. I mean, they, they know how to uh, manipulate systems, and especially with the changing platforms and delivery mechanisms and things like that. And I don't think that any of it in and of itself is is malicious. I think it's you know what man's sinful desires mm -hmm. bring to the, the table. I have great admiration for the men and women who know how to write something and multiply it and leverage it and that type of stuff. And I know, too, that I don't think that way either. I mean, mm -hmm. I would, I, I'm more like you. I'd much rather see, you know, the bottom line show.com just always stay completely non-commercial yeah. and and do it that way but uh, obviously there's a an exchange that goes on here and i encourage bottom line listeners and to do so on a regular basis but i'll do so even with steve sitting right across the table from me um, please make a donation to the narrow path go to narrowpath.com support this ministry it is one of the most vital ministries that I know of on broadcast radio. And the fact that you, how is your, well, you know what, we're going to take a break. Speaking of commercials, we uh -huh. have to run a couple. But when we come back, I'd like to find out about your speaking and your ministry, especially how COVID impacted you, because okay. that's a big concern for me with ministries that sure. rely a lot on speaking and teaching and traveling. Steve Gregg, uh, the founder, the director, the man at thenarrowpath.com is with us here on The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. More of our conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash wilsonfinancial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Steve Gregg is my guest today here on The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. I, remind me, Steve, one of these breaks between now and the top of the hour, uh, we have to have you come in and say you're listening to The Bottom Line and I took over the show. Okay. I think that would be fun because... Uh, <laughs> Roger Marsh is tied up in the corner. That's right. Here we go. Speaking of the, the whole ministry, commerce, that type of stuff, Steve, before the break, I asked you a question and then didn't give you a chance to answer it. So I want you to answer it now. Um, with regard to speaking, I know that you do a lot of traveling, a lot of teaching, a lot of speaking. And with COVID, that pretty much got shut down for how long for you? Well, it was never completely shut down because of COVID. Uh, you know, we didn't know anything about COVID until early 2020. Right. And at the end of 2019, I had decided to not travel at all for the first three months of 2020 because I wanted to write these books. These books I, yeah. I wanted to allow myself that much time. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't know that we'd all get shut down. Right. But it it ended up being okay because I wasn't planning to travel. I hadn't booked any travel during that time. And then when that was over, you know, you know, no one was asked me to come because it was COVID. They couldn't even meet in their churches right, and things like that. Right. And, uh, you know, I teach a lot, generally speaking, for youth with a mission. But during 2020, I was able to teach a lot of the YWAM schools uh, around the country uh, by Zoom. You know? okay. uh, I don't like it as much as being there in person, but I actually don't like flying either. Really? Anymore. Well, it's airports I don't like. I okay. don't mind flying, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll fly when I'm asked to come. But... Uh, Fortunately, because of COVID, places that I would have to fly to, you know, knew better than to yeah. ask me to come. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my wife and I did make a cross-country trip driving, and uh, uh, in a, a month long, we went as far back as Indiana, and then back, and I spoke at about 23 places in mm. 30 days. Pro-vaccination, anti—I mean, and again, I know you're not yeah. a political guy, right. you do a political opinion. Well, I'm often asked, you know, if it's the mark of the beast. I right. don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't have any reason to believe so. It doesn't fit the description of the mark of the beast, as right. I can tell. Right. But uh, I'm also suspicious 
of a experimental drug. Mm-hmm. I mean, it came out in nine months yeah. uh, instead of four years. Yeah. And uh, we got COVID. We got my wife and I both got COVID, it and it was very mild. We we uh, we is not as bad as a bad cold for us. So I'm, and it only lasted two or three days for us. So I thought, why would I put an unknown substance to avoid this? Right. You know. Right. Right. Well, good point. You know, because we're just I've people never, and never been very afraid of. Germs. Yeah. I've, been, I've been healthy. Very. I mean, I've been very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. You can totally tell. We got a couple minutes before we uh, come up on a hard break when our Bay Area, Bay Area affiliate joins us. But uh, talk for just a moment, if you would, Steve, about the business decision, as it were, because there's ministry to write the book. But mm-hmm. uh, you get contracted to write books all the time. You chose to self-publish Empire of the Risen Sun. One yeah. or two. Why is that? Yeah. Well, when I wrote the book, the four, Revelation Four Views, and uh, and the book on the Three Views of Hell. Those were published by Thomas Nelson, which is, you know, it's it's a lot more pre- prestigious to have a big publisher take sure. want your material than to usually if you publish it yourself, it's you're saying it's not good enough really for any publisher to want. And uh, but I actually was disappointed with Thomas Nelson on those books. But every time I contracted with them for one of my book, uh, the contract says you have to offer us your next book too. Mm. And so when I did the Revelation book, I had to offer him the Hell book. And when I wrote the Hell book, I had to offer them these books too, but I was hoping they'd turn them down because I <laughs> I wanted to maintain complete editorial control. Yes, uh, I I didn't like some of the decisions they made about the other two books. Though so I I think the other two books are fine, but I had some things they preferred for me not to say and things like that. So sure, sure. I want to own this one. You know, I yeah. want to I want to say what I want to say because I actually feel I'm I mean I don't know that I will or will not write more books before I die, but. If I do, there won't be any more important than these. This is my life's my life's message is the kingdom of God and discipleship. It. And and I wanted to say it exactly the way I wanted to say it. I yeah. love it. Well, the books by Steve Gregg are Empire of the Risen Sun. Book one is There is Another King. And book two, All the King's Men. About uh, You mentioned one of them is conceptual and one's theoretical. Yeah, the, the one, right. one, one is practical. It's about discipleship. Right. There you go. Really, that second book is really, it could have been called Discipleship. I mean, that's what it's, uh, the book's about. Well, I want to talk about discipleship a little more on the other side of this break. We're coming up on a hard stop where we get a chance to connect with our friends at KCBC in the Bay Area. I encourage you to go to thebottomlineshow.com. That's thebottomlineshow.com. And Check out these new books by Steve Gregg, Empire of the Risen Sun, Book One, There is Another King, Book Two, uh, All the King's Men. And also go to thenarrowpath.com, Steve's website, where you can't buy these books. That's why we have the book. <laughs> you could get links to buy the books at thebottomlineshow.com. But when you go to thenarrowpath.com, I want you to, to encourage you to consider making a gift of, of support, financial support, to support the ministry of The Narrow Path. I personally am asking you to do this because I believe in Steve and the ministry God has called him to. He's been so faithful all these many years. And, uh, and I would say this even if you weren't sitting across the table from me right now. I, I think it's money well invested. The times that we're living in, in anti-Christian America right now, where so many of the liberties that we've taken for granted are going away, and it doesn't mean that God hates us. It just means that God's refining His Church, and, uh, and His truth is really coming to light. It's not easy to be a Christian these days in America, but The Narrow Path helps you think biblically and think clearly about those events. So give a gift online at thenarrowpath.com. And we have reached the midpoint on today's edition of the Bottom Line Show, the midpoint of revisiting my conversation with Steve Gregg of The Narrow Path. TheNarrowPath.com is the website. Steve uh, is heard from 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday, on K-Bright AM 740, our flagship affiliate here in the Southland, and also uh, heard on—we we are together on KLTT and KLDC uh, in Denver, Colorado as well. Steve stopped by the studio not too long ago, and we had a chance to uh, go on air and do an hour live together. It was great fun. Love being with that brother, and uh, he's just a, a good man of God who started his ministry not too far from where I grew up. I went to Foothill High School in Orange County. Steve was at Orange High, I believe, and uh, he, he was kind of part of that hippie generation. So even though we're relatively close in age, we're miles apart in terms of generations. But Steve has written so many books over the years that have been so helpful. And today I want to take a little break here before we get to the half hour mark and talk about um, four of them that we're giving away today. These are all really big, substantial books, as you can imagine. The first is about the problem of sin. It's called All You Want to Know About Hell, Three Christian Views of God's Final Solution to the Problem of Sin. And we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We do have a copy of that. Also, Steve's commentary on Revelation. Uh, four different views. It provides a parallel commentary. It is a massive book. We're talking 500 pages plus. 
And then his two book series so far on the empire of the risen sun, a treatise of the kingdom of God, what it is and why it matters. Um, book one, there's another king. Uh, book two, all the king's uh, men. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. There are so many things that are happening in the world right now that are leading us all to believe that we might be closer to the end times than we think. And I know Steve and I might uh, not have the same opinion on raptures and things like that. But nonetheless, I do admire his work and uh, really support the ministry of the narrow path and encourage you to do that as well. And so we've got these four books. All you, all you want to know about hell, uh, his four parallel commentaries on Revelation and the Empire of the Risen Sun books, a treatise on the kingdom of God, what it is and why it matters. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, we'll take a quick break and when we come back, more of my conversation with Steve Gregg of The Narrow Path. It's coming up next as the bottom line continues. You're a Christian who's been injured, so you need Christian attorney Stephanie Cover of Cover Law to fight for you. With Stephanie, it's not just a routine legal process. It's a spiritual battle. She understands that a legal fight involves more than flesh and blood. It means confronting principalities and powers, and that's why she consistently prays with and for her clients. She forms long-lasting relationships with her clients, just as you would expect from someone who engages in spiritual battle alongside another believer. Praise for Stephanie pours in through cards, thank you texts, and letters from clients who thank her for checking up on them, coming to see them in the hospital, praying, and even finding alternative care when current care is inadequate. Inspired by Jesus' command to love one another, Stephanie uses her skill as an attorney and knowledge of insurance processes to fight for your completeness and healing. Don't wait any longer. Contact Stephanie Cover today at kbrightradio.com slash cover and let her take up your spiritual battle. Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, kind of our bottom of the hour reset here as we welcome our uh, listening family friends from KCBC who joined the network at this time for this half hour of the program. Today, we are giving away goodies, but these are, I mean, these are heavy duty. If you've been wondering about what the end of the world is going to be like, wondering what hell is and why God has a hell ready for dealing with the problem of sin and uh, what's going to happen afterwards, what the kingdom of heaven looks like, Steve Gregg from The Narrow Path is my guest, thenarrowpath.com. If you're a bottom line show listener in Colorado or parts of Southern California, you know that Steve's program proceeds the bottom line show. Uh, but every time we get a chance to get together, uh, we love to do so, and uh, we had a chance not too long ago to be in studio together. I wanted to revisit that conversation today and also give you a chance to win. We have four different resources of Steve's that we're giving away. Uh, his book, All You Want to Know About Hell, Three Christian Views of God's Final Solution and the Problem of Sin, his Revelation Commentary, Four Views, a Parallel Discussion on Each, and then the two Empire of the Risen Sun books, which are a treatise on the kingdom of God, what it is and why it matters, Book one is there, there is Another King, and book number two is All the King's Men. These are all, we're talking four or 500-page books here. They're big. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Okay, let's get back into it now with uh, the next installment here of my conversation with Steve Gregg from The Narrow Path here on The Bottom Line. Welcome to The Narrow Path. No, wait, I, I should have had Steve say that. Steve Gregg is in studio with me today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. I'm saying, you know, I recognize that Bottom Line show music. But uh, true story, if you were here on March the 12th, 2018, Steve Gregg was, in fact, the host for The Bottom Line show. He was the so only the second time in the history of the program that anybody other than me had been hosting the show because I was still unconscious uh, at Hogue Hospital, right down the street That's from That's the only way I could get in. <laughs> I had a t I had been extubated, praise God, uh, but I still wasn't completely conscious because I'd had open heart surgery, and my daughter told me that once she started asking me baseball trivia questions, when I could answer coherently, then she knew that I was I was well enough to you know come off the anesthesia. <laughs> but Steve Gregg of the Narrow Path, welcome back to the Bottom Line Show Studios. Good to have you here, brother. Thank you. I, I'm I'm very happy to be with you again. Yeah, and it, well, he brought he came bearing gifts too, so that always yeah. makes me happy. The new books: Empire of the Risen Sun, Book One. There is another King, 
book two, All the King's Men. We've got links for these books up at thebottomlineshow.com. I will shamelessly promote these and say go buy them wherever they're available. Uh, but where they're not available is thenarrowpath.com because Steve doesn't sell anything on his website. That's where you can go and make a donation. And I, I, I will be happy if people buy them too, but more important for them to read them. Yes, that's it, right. Uh, it doesn't make me happy for people to buy a lot of my books if they sit on the shelf. and they don't read. The, the books are there not to make money. They're there to get information, valuable information yes. into the heads of Christians and, Absolutely. and non-Christians. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I appreciate that, that commitment. Uh, discipleship is a theme in, uh, in these, these books, and I know it's something that you see a need for more and more. Mm-hmm. Steve, Greg, talk about why it was so important for you to write about discipleship. Well, you know, in the Jesus movement where I first got in the ministry, discipleship was kind of intuitive. Uh, the, the radicals of the 60s, you know, who had been hippies and so forth, uh, when they became Christians, they became pretty radical Christians. I mean, yes. uh, they'd read the Sermon on the Mount. They'd think, oh, I think Jesus meant that. We should do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I felt that way. I was not one of the hippie radicals. I was raised in the Baptist church and was kind of a leader in my youth group. You were June. in high school when someone turned John to Calvary Chapel, right? Uh, yes. I was 16 when my family moved from Covina to Orange County. And it was 1970, so no one had really heard of the Jesus movement. It was all kind of confined in, at least in this part of the world, to Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, I mean, I'd say pro- providentially, a friend of mine that I met the first day I came to Orange High School mm. uh, in my junior year, uh, he was going to Calvary Chapel, and, and we got talking about the things of God, and I hadn't heard of Calvary Chapel or the Jesus Movement, but sure. he took me there on Wednesday night, and it was a, there was a spirit of revival there like I'd felt very few times anywhere else in my life. And I was drawn in. I, I, I was very, uh, I, I became a everyday attender at Calvary mm-hmm. Chapel for some years after, until my graduation and beyond it. But, but before I graduated from high school, uh, I was asked by friends who met together with me at lunch if I would teach them the Bible at lunchtime. But I'd never taught the Bible. I had, I, it never had really occurred to me that I could teach the Bible. I hadn't experimented with it. But I said, well, why not? You ask me to, I'll, I'll do what I can. I just started doing it. And so every, every, every day at lunchtime at high school, I was teaching a group of students, uh, probably about 30 students, you know, gathering at lunch to, we started going through certain books of the Bible. And by the time I got out of high school, there were other places asking me to come and teach. Mm. But a lot of that has to do with the Jesus movement. There, there was far too many people, new converts, to be accommodated by this relatively small number of people who were older Christians. Mm-hmm. And even though I was only 17 when I graduated from high school and I went into full-time teaching, it's because I'd been a Christian for over a decade at least, and yeah. everyone else yeah. I was teaching had been saved for less than a couple of years. So right. You were a seasoned veteran of the faith, of the faith yeah, at that point. Like I was yeah. like an elder almost. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I really didn't know much. I, I was just learning as I was going along. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I was in the first years, I was just parroting you know, what I knew Chuck Smith would say. Right. Because right. I was hearing Chuck Smith every day, and, and I knew I had a cr- pretty good mind for grabbing onto what he said and repeating it and so forth. So I was kind of a clone of Chuck for the first several years. Mm-hmm. But I was also studying on my own, and yes. I, I began to develop and own my own views about things, too. Mm-hmm. That That's important to know what you're talking about. I mean, to really own it, because I think a lot of younger people today learn how to kind of go through the process, but then we see them hitting high school, college, and young adult years, and they seem to, quote-unquote, walk away from the faith. Do you think they're walking away so much as just not embracing anything they really didn't have in their hearts in the first yeah, place? It's, it could be the latter in many cases. Uh, you know, I ran a Bible school for in Oregon for 16 years, and I'd always, the first day at orientation, I'd tell the students, you're, you're going to hear a lot of things from me, and you're gonna, and, and you may be persuaded by them, but uh, I want you to own your own views, not borrow mine. Right. You know, right. I didn't. I didn't get my views that I hold now by borrowing someone else's, and right. I, and right. because I own them, they own me. You know, mm. but uh, you know, I don't want you. If you leave this school at the end of nine months and you disagree with me, but you've learned how to think for yourself and, and study the Bible, that the school will be a, a success. You know, mm-hmm. if you leave here and you can repeat everything I've said and you hold to those views but you've never thought an original thought in your mind about the Bible, 
this school will be a disaster. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, you've got to own them so they can own you as yeah. far as your values go. Um, Steve Gregg is in studio with me today here on The Bottom Line, 800-227-5278. Steve's brand new books are, and I say books, plural. It blows me away, Steve, this was going to be one book. Yeah, right? I didn't know it would be that long. And yeah. you wrote two 400-plus page books in one month, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, that I, I can hear my wife now saying, get off your Keister and, you know, Steve. Write, did, write a book. Write, write nine, a book. Write, you 900, write 900 pages before the end of this month. <laughs> yeah, I'll do my best. <laughs> Empire of the Risen Sun, book one, There is Another King. Uh, book two, All the King's Men. Uh, we've got the links up at thebottomlineshow.com. Frankly surprised and pleased at the, frankly, the rave reviews I've gotten. Uh, it's not a best-selling book by any mm-hmm. means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of them were f- five-star reviews except for two. One was a three-star, and there's no explanation given. And mm-hmm. the other was a one-star review, and there's one cl- one statement. The the one who uh, wrote the one-star review said, trash. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Yeah, so you love it or you hate it. But right. fortunately, only one person out of 67 hated it. I'm looking at lots of five-stars overall. So, I mean, this is yeah. really good. Well, we'll put that link up at thebottomlineshow.com so you can take a look at Steve Gregg's new book, Empire of the Risen Sun, book one and book two. Uh, there is another king. And all the king's men. This, uh, you know, the the uh, Paul and Epaphras thing, or is it, <laughs> is it really? I mean, do you have a vetting process? I, mean, uh, I haven't needed it yet, but mm-hmm. I I probably would if I needed to. I mean, I could just say don't use don't use our name. You mm-hmm. know, we we do have a corporation. We are a five hundred one c three corporation, sure. and so we have a board of directors. But I do broadcast from my home. There's no organization, no employees. We've got volunteers all over the country who do things like create our apps, uh, run the website, uh, you know, created the podcasts and so forth. Uh, run, uh, I mean, everything that is done in Missouri is done by a volunteer. Some of them I've never seen their faces. Hmm. Uh, there's, but uh, they're just people who had a heart for the ministry, and they just started doing something that they could do, and then they let me know they were doing it. Uh, but really, uh, apart from having a board of directors, we don't have any real organization. Hmm. My wife and I sit in, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting at my desk, She's sitting at another desk across the room, and she's keeping track of the calls aren't done. Then they get put onto another website called uh, Matthew713.com that someone else that I've never met created. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like it's amazing how many things are being done in our ministry, different re- things that I, don't even, I wouldn't even have known that they should be done. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. know anything except how to teach the Bible. I don't know anything about technology or computers, the Internet, but there's— there's techies out there who they just get excited about the ministry. And so they just do something and let me know they've done it. <laughs> I, I love that, Steve Gregg. Uh, for those who are listening and many, some of our, maybe some of our KCBC listeners might be familiar with the program, though I don't think you're broadcasting in that market on our Crawford stations. Yeah, I forget what um, station I'm on up there. Yeah. I know. You don't have to keep track of that. I mean, yeah. the, your, your yeah. job is teach the Bible and yeah. all the people behind the scenes yeah. take care of that. But I, I love the beauty. I mean, the simplicity and uh, kind of the, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, the kind of Jesus people mm-hmm. mentality of what's happened with your ministry, how the fact that you are called to teach and to preach and to write, which you do, and you broadcast and, and do that. And it's amazing how God has raised up this army. I mean, I was talking to Greg Harrison through the Bible the other day, and they have less than five employees mm-hmm. for and a they're all his kids, aren't they? Well, no. <laughs> no, Greg only has one job. Oh. But but the idea that uh, they've, they've got, they've translated the Bible and they have J. J. Yeah. Vernon McGee's in 130 languages yeah, with an organization amazing. that's that small, which means they're holding on loosely to it and partnering and leveraging with mm-hmm. other people. And I, it, I love that spirit, Steve. I hate paperwork, especially legal paperwork. Mm. I don't want to have tax obligations on selling things or, right. you know, or buildings or, you know, employees. I mean, uh, nobody at our ministry is paid. I mean, my wife isn't, I'm not, right. uh, we don't have, we don't have the flexibility to pay people. We, we want to put it all into airtime. Sure. Right. And so now we're on, we just went on in New York city this last week. Wow. And that's a big, expensive station. But, but it's a huge mission field. I mean, it, it is. If yeah. you have to go to a place like mm-hmm. that, and New York City needs Steve Gregg and Narrow Path, I think that's phenomenal. Well, I don't know if anyone listens to Christian radio in New York City, <laughs> but if they do, there could be some potential there for for changing some minds, I suppose. Well, Steve Gregg is with me in studio. We're going to pay up some pills here on because we're a commercial radio station, and Steve does. He, I mean, Steve just teaches and then it's over. So, I mean, when you go to thenarrowpath.com, I encourage you to make a contribution to support the ministry of Steve Gregg and The Narrow Path. And when you go to thebottomlineshow.com, thebottomlineshow.com, check out Steve's two new books, Empire of the Risen Sun, books one and two. Links are up there at thebottomlineshow.com. 
More to come in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and I'm joined for this hour by Steve Gregg uh, with The Narrow Path, thenarrowpath.com. And I say for this hour, knowing that our friends from KCBC are with us, uh, Bottom Line Show live from 3.30 to 4, Monday through Friday. Then we have Bottom Line Extra from 7 to 7 p.m., right after Bob Duco and Defending the Truth. And then we have Bottom Line Rewind the next day uh, from 10.30 a.m. to 11. So we went from an hour to an hour and a half. We're just in three different places. Yeah. So I, we're kind of cut up and all over the place. Steve, I know when we first started uh, our working together here, The Narrow Path was a half-hour release on KBRT, but you do an hour every day. Right. I was doing, let's see, I was doing The Narrow Path for probably about 12 years before I was in Southern California. I was in Northern California. I started in Oregon. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and for a long time, I was only about four, five stations or something like that. And then it was about, uh, I think it was 2010, if I'm not mistaken, or 2011 that I first got on here. And I'd been on since 1997 mm-hmm. in other stations. But I think, I think uh, it was probably only our, the fifth or sixth station I was on was down here in Southern mm-hmm. California, of course, Cape Wright. But um, we're now on about 40-something stations across the country now. And uh, I think we added eight stations just this year, this calendar year, wow. Wow. which is, uh, it blows my mind. But uh, we sometimes have to drop a station from time to time if sure. we don't get enough money. But, uh, but we, we haven't dropped stations very often. So God has grown the ministry. I'm sure. glad to hear it. Was, it's a and, vital one. And uh, the reason I was on a half hour here, my show has always been an hour-long show. Mm-hmm. Uh, two to three Pacific time. Yeah, two to yeah. three Pacific time. But when I came down here, I really wanted to be on down here because I grew up down here. Yeah. I had friends, family down here, and so I wanted to be on a station. But it's so expensive to be on in uh, such a large population area. Right. Of course, people may not know, but stations have to charge by the, the size of the potential market. Yeah. And, um, and so I could only really afford a half hour. And they didn't have, uh, KBRT didn't have any of either of the half hours between two and three open. So I went on in the morning. Then eventually they let me know that one of the half hours, I think it was the first one uh, mm-hmm. from two to three. Yeah, two to two, two to three. Yeah. I moved from the morning slot to that and then and then the other half hour opens. So, yeah. so, so now, but I, I actually was willing to do two shows a day just so I could be on. You did for that for a number hour. of years. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The morning release and then yeah. coming back and doing your regular afternoon show. Yeah. And I think God, God's honored that. And I love the fact that he's expanded your ministry um, especially knowing that this is a ministry that doesn't have a strategic mar- marketing team. Right. We don't have any goals, five-year plans or anything <laughs> right. like that. We just yeah. say, whatever God does, we'll, yeah. we'll go Yeah, the station with it. contacts you or yeah. you know, and says, hey, we think we would be a good mm-hmm. fit, and you guys pray about it and see what God would do. And yeah. if the support's there, you go. And if not, it isn't. Well, uh, 501c3, so that means every dollar you donate to Narrow Path is tax deductible. Uh, go to thenarrowpath.com for more information. And when you do, just remind Steve and his team, or some of the people that Steve doesn't even know who work on his website, yeah. from what we understand, that you heard us here on the Bottom Line Show, because yeah. that helps us to let people know. Every time you're on the program, we kind of keep a, a, a tax sheet of, uh, you know, everyone who's calling in. And it's nice to see the cross, you know, uh, pollinization right. between the two ministries. So I, I, I love to see that. Steve is on some Crawford stations and some non-Crawford stations. Yeah. So we're not sure if he's, uh, if we're going to be able to get him on the Crawford station, you know, just yet. But he has heard, go to the narrowpath.com. They have a whole list of all the stations. I'm on a Crawford station in Sacramento and, okay. and, and several others. Mm-hmm. Some of our stations are in other networks than yes. Crawford. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's a ministry that, you know, whereas I am part of the Crawford broadcasting family, so every station that carries me is a Crawford station. Mm-hmm. Steve is his own guy. He's a renegade like that. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not on the radio in your area, you can get the app, the Narrow Path app, and you can hear the show on your phone or whatever every day. It, I don't have to be on the radio there. And, and you can, is there an Path call, app at uh, the neuropath.com? You, well, you go to the app, app store, store, the app store, Google, Google Play, Play look, yeah. search for the neuropath.com and you get the app. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if if Google would have their way or, I mean, we, we wouldn't even be on the internet anywhere, sure. you know, but sure. uh, at this point, I think Christian radio still has a future. Uh, how hostile the powers that be may become toward Christian radio re- remains to be seen. As far as effective ministry, you know, back in the Jesus movement in the 70s, street ministry was very effective because there was a strong street culture. Uh, a lot of the hippies, uh, they liked being on the street. And yeah. uh, and a lot of the hippies were searching for something, so they were receptive to people you know, ministering to them on the streets. Now, like when I go to Santa Cruz, where I started uh, street ministry, well, I didn't start, but I was there early on, 
it was great during the Jesus movement and during the hippie movement, but now the street culture is just a bunch of down and out homeless people, and and some of them are too cynical. Some are too their minds are burned out on drugs. It's really hard to communicate with them sometimes. I'm glad there are still some people doing street ministry, but I think it was much more effective when there was a uh, you know a vibrant street culture of the youth uh, back in the early 70s. Uh, radio, of course, probably reaches some of them too. In fact, I was in Santa Cruz once not long ago in a restaurant talking to somebody, and some guy who looked to me like a, a, a homeless guy, he had a long beard, long hair, he was scraggly, had his, you know, his dirty backpack, dirty clothes. He, he was at another table, he says, it can't be. It's not you, is it? You know, he heard, he heard me talking to someone across the table from me. He, he recognized my voice, and he, he apparently listened to the radio. So I guess homeless people even sometimes hear the radio show. But, of course, people don't listen to radio as much as they used to, but people who want live talk, uh, they've got very few options than, mm-hmm. than radio. Yeah. And so there's going to always be a lot of people listening to Christian radio, I think, that way. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I should point out, in addition to Steve's apps, of course, if you want to get all the things that you like to listen to on Crawford Stations, go to myhopenow.com or go to Google Play in the App Store. The My Hope Now ha- app also has access to Steve Gregg and Narrow Path. Mm-hmm. So you've got a couple different options here if you want to listen on app-based uh, delivery mechanism. Steve Gregg, the host of The Narrow Path, is in the studio with me today here on The Bottom Line, talking with Steve about his brand new book, Empire of the Risen Sun, uh, books one and two, which are now out and are all getting five-star reviews except for that one person who just said trash. That yeah. was kind of funny. He didn't but, like it. Well, yeah, you can't please everybody, right? Uh, go to thebottomlineshow.com, thebottomlineshow.com. We've got more information about the books. Some final thoughts and one more question for Steve in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. One of the greatest gifts that we can give to an expectant mother is the gift of the first picture she'll ever have of her son or daughter in the womb. That comes through an ultrasound, and our friends at Preborn have an opportunity for us to make more of these ultrasounds a reality. Every time you give a donation of $28 to Preborn, that means one more ultrasound can take place. But how about giving enough money for an ultrasound machine? The cost is $15,000. It's a sizable investment. But every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts at least 10 years. Now take that cost $15,000 and divide that by 2,500. Okay, now you begin to see how the cost per ultrasound goes down even more once we have more ultrasound machines to donate into preborn clinics. Make a donation right now to preborn. It's completely tax deductible, and every penny, every dollar you donate right now is going to the purchase of an ultrasound machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com. That's K-B-R-I-T-E radio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn and make your best donation right now. $25, $50, $100, it all counts towards saving babies' lives. kbrightradio.com, hit the Preborn banner right now. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and Steve Gregg from The Narrow Path was doing his show here in one of the studios at KBRT, which is our flagship affiliate. And so I said, hey, Steve, I want you to sit in more traffic going back home. Would you please stay for another hour and do the bottom line show? And reluctantly, he agreed because we, and we didn't even have to ply him with tacos or enchiladas, which is good because you're. Oh, I thought you were going to give me tacos before. Well, I well, Joel is supposed to be handling all that stuff, and he's back there looking all innocent. Like, why? Actually, my mom's my mom's taking me out for dinner. Oh, I love it. I think that's great. That's great, and uh, uh, it's wonderful that you you mentioned something. But I did want to ask you this because it seems like there are so many Christian parents who are raising their kids in Christian homes. And the kids get to high school or college, and they wander away from the faith. And I know part of your testimony is your parents really were Christian. I mean, I'm not right. saying these other parents aren't. But talk about what it was like to grow up in your home. They raised three kids. All three kids got saved in, in our youth. Mm-hmm. We all have been in ministry of one way or another. Mm-hmm. None of us have been in professional ministry. Uh, my, my siblings and I all were musicians. My, my brother and my sister both uh, play in worship bands nice. uh, in different churches now. But... Um, yeah, we, we've we've never we've we've never seen any reason to leave the Lord. Why why would I leave the Lord? You know, <laughs> what what is there else? Yeah, where else shall I go? Yeah, right? I mean exactly. So, yeah, my parents were unusually successful in their generation in in keeping all their kids uh, faithful. But my parents were not heavy-handed uh, preachers or anything like that. They were mm-hmm. they, they were just sincere, real, uh, authentic Christians, and we couldn't see anything in that to to criticize. Do you think that was more generational and societal? It could be. I mean, I'm sure more people of their age, of their generation, still have their kids walking with the Lord yeah. than, than parents my age. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because I haven't I haven't been as successful as my parents were. Yeah. And I, I know that that struggle is real. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, for a lot of people who are in our age group um, who have kids who are adults now, good and grown, as my wife likes to say. So mm-hmm. you, you can't talk to them like that, sweetheart, because mm-hmm. this is the way they are. And I get that. I completely understand that. But, you know, that that's all the more reason for us to stay diligent, to stay on our knees, to read books like Your Empire of the Risen Sun. Uh, book one, There is Another King. And book two, All the King's Men, especially that second one about discipleship. I mean, they're both important. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you to go to thebottomlineshow.com and check it out. Um, also, go to thenarrowpath.com. And Steve, as you mentioned at the end of The Narrow Path, each and every day, there's not a thing for sale on that website, is there? Right. It's all Nothing ministry. for sale. Nothing for sale. But yeah. we can make donations, though. It can be done, but if you don't, we'll still give you the stuff. Well, that and again, that I'm glad you pointed that out because I almost said, "Well, come on." I mean, Steve put so much free material up there that, <laughs> hey, you know, you've got to make you've got to make a way. But you have been so blessed, I think, Steve, in the 23 years you've been doing what you're doing, um, and years before that as a Bible teacher. I mean, I'm just talking about the yeah. broadcast side. Um, to many more years. How does you've got thirty seconds? How does the ministry look prognosis for the narrow path? Well, I've got some I've got some travel ahead. As far as I know, we will be on more stations than ever before this year, and uh, I I don't see those necessarily signs of success because it's not something I aim at. I'll mm-hmm. just be on as many stations as the Lord provides, and Amen. I don't have a plan to increase. That. But what we will is as the Lord provides, All right. and that's fine with me. Good. Steve Gregg, thenarrowpath.com. Steve, thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you for having me, Roger. What a great conversation today here on The Bottom Line Show. My thanks again to Steve Gregg of The Narrow Path uh, for joining me here on the broadcast today to talk about so many heavy things that are weighing heavily on the minds of Christians everywhere you go. And uh, the thing about Steve is he brings such clarity and such purity to the conversation. And I love, you know, I I get to listen to The Narrow Path in queue in my headphones uh, before we start the bottom line show here in Southern California every day. And I just love how even handed and fair Steve is. He really, you, you hear God speaking through him in these moments. Uh, Steve left some books for us to share with you today here on, on the program as winners. And I, I can't wait for you to call in and win them. Some people already have been. Um, his book, All You Want to Know About Hell, Three Christian Views of God's Final Solution to the Problem of Sin. Uh, we also have the book on Revelation, his four different view commentary that's got parallel passages for each. And then um, the Empire of the Risen Sun collection, uh, book one, There is Another King, book two, All the King's Men. This is what Steve calls a treatise on the kingdom of God, what it is and why it matters. Four different resources for you to win today. And uh, Crystal's taking your calls at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. The good news of the gospel is this. You're a sinner and I'm a sinner, but Jesus Christ came, to pay. God so loved the world that he sent Jesus to come pay the penalty for our sin so that we might not perish, but that we would have everlasting life. And when we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our hearts, God raised him from the dead, we are saved. And the saving part then begins, the sanctification part begins. You follow and meet Jesus in the waters of baptism. You begin to celebrate in the fellowship of the Eucharist, of Holy Communion, uh, with your brothers and sisters in Christ, and you grow deeper in your knowledge of him through the study of his word and fellowship with other people. But then you go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone you come in contact with, and you do so by letting your light so shine before others that they see your good works and then glorify your Father who is in heaven. There are people right now who are panicking because they don't feel like their life has any purpose or meaning. But the good news of the gospel is they can have that good news and meaning when they surrender their lives to Christ. That is the good news, and that's the bottom line. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Uh, We've got Rabbi Schneider and Discovering the Jewish Jesus coming up next. For those who remain on the network, it's this week's edition of the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast coming up next as the bottom line continues.